Hello and welcome to this episode of B2B Revenue Leaders. I'm your host, Dustin Tizek. And on this episode, I'm joined by the CEO and founder of Testimonia Hero, Sam Schepler. Sam and I are going to be talking about why you need strategic video testimonials now more than ever, how to spot which trust gaps to fill, and why late stage peer evidence just isn't really enough anymore. So I'm looking forward to this one. We had episode one of the, of the podcast basically was us talking about custom marketing, uh, video testimonial strategy. That was a few months ago now and the world's a little bit different. And now here we are at episode 25. So looking forward to revisiting that and kind of you know, working out loud a bit on our thoughts on the space. And I want to kick it off with this concept that we've been talking about of strategic video testimonials um, and why they're so necessary. But I guess first, let's start in your mind, what makes a video testimonial strategic and why is it so necessary to think about it that way nowadays? I would start by saying that in you know yesterday's world, um, you didn't really need strategic video testimonials because it was kind of enough to just have some verification at the end of the buyer journey, right? I think we we used to live in a world where what I call and what what we call the kind of the late stage evidence world, where you know buyers would be kind of guided down the process by a sales rep and um, you know basically you know trust but verify was, was that was the old world. Um, that it's not exactly as anyone who's, you know, in, you know, B2B SaaS, B2B tech knows like that's not really the world we're living in now. Like buyers want to self-educate. They want um, to kind of to self-serve. So instead of a, you know, trust, but verify, you know, buyer journey, we're right now we're more of like a verify, verify, verify buyer journey. Like buyer, like the, your buyer is not even going to get started in the first place. Um, if you don't actually have, you know, that, that proof to begin with. Um, and frankly, you know, in yesterday's world, you know, maybe video testimonials weren't even needed at all. You could get away with, you know, a few written case studies. Cause by the time you got there, like the sales rep had basically already, you know, done most of the work. Um, or maybe you, you know, have a reference call. Right. Um, but Nowadays, buyers um, are you know, self-educating and you know, getting 80% of the way through the buyer journey before they speak to a sales rep. You know, they're not, uh, and, and so that is where video testimonials become way, way more important. And then that's where the strategy comes in. Um, and essentially the, uh, the, the strategy you know, has a lot to do with, you know, first thinking about, you know, where are the gaps, right? So if you have, I, I like to think of it as sort of like a uh, rope suspension bridge, you know, like the ones in the jungle, maybe, you know, like think Indiana Jones. All right. So yeah. that there's this rope suspension bridge, um, you know, you're, Right today, you know, you, you have to get your buy, your buyer across this this big chasm over this bridge. Um, you know, if, if if there is not, if you have too many gaps, you know, in your bridge, missing planks, maybe you know they're they're falling out. You know, they're just not going to be able to move forward. Uh, and when buyers are self educating, if there's not enough proof early in the process, they're just never going to even you know get into your sales process and you're never going to hear from them. 
or they're just going to drop off. So that's really the the opportunity. And you know, in in my um, opinion, like the idea, it's that you know the world has changed. Um, yeah, we we don't live in a trust but verify world anymore. Our default is is actually you know more much more skepticism now yeah, for a lot of reasons. Um, and yeah, we need to get uh, video testimonials early in the buyer journey, throughout the entire buyer journey to verify, you know, verify, verify um, that whole time. Yeah, like the uh, the bridge analogy, and especially lately with with how things are in a lot of industries, at least the bridge is a little shakier, the gaps are a little wider, I would say, and yeah. people are just a bit more cautious going about it. Um, so say your company, you agree, you get this, you understand, I need a strategy. I think what I want to know there, um, and we go back and forth on this one for sure, is your thoughts on where do you start then? Like, how do you identify those high priority gaps of where maybe deals are falling through or people aren't finding you because they don't trust you? What what steps should someone take there? Yeah, I think to me, it really, it's all about, you know, understanding, you know, having a clear understanding of your go-to-market and you know, mapping, mapping that out first. And then, um, you know, coming back to the, you know, finding out where those trust gaps exist. So, and also, you know, key strategic initiatives, right? Mm-hmm. So asking yourself, okay, if, if we're trying to hit, you know, you know, if we're trying to break into this new vertical, you know, do we have, um, the material and the customer evidence to actually do that? Or is that, you know, basically missing and we're making it so much harder because we're trying to sell into this new vertical, but we don't have any amazing, you know, customer video content that we can use to nurture buyers along the journey with. Um, so it's not, uh, in my opinion, like it's, it's really not a crazy complex. It's more just a, a simple gap analysis. Um, and it's really asking the question around like, okay, like what are my priorities? Uh, whether it's, you know, certain products that we're trying to sell, certain verticals we're trying to sell into, um, it, it, or whatever it, it may be, you know, our certain personas in making sure our our ammunition, you know, some of our most powerful content, uh, our customer video content, our customer stories aligns with our go-to-market priorities because as long as we can do that, it's just, you know, making things so much easier. And then like not having that is essentially sales and marketing on as on hard mode, as we know, it makes things so much easier. Yeah. And I think it's getting away from like the checkboxy approach and stopping at industry, for example, if you know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we sell mostly these six in- industries. I need a case study from each. Don't really care if they sound the exact same, if people are going to read them. I think the shift there is what are the pain points and the problems each of those industries or buyer personas have? What are the stages where we're going to reach them? And then matching the medium and the length as well with the message to them, which to me makes it a bit more complicated, but so much more impactful. Um, and then you have you know, a lineup of these are the common objections or these are the common pain points. And you have a video from someone like them talking about those specific things. And you have that full arsenal rather than just, we have proof, check out our customer page, right? Like that's a shift for me that that's how I used to do it. Honestly, was do a case study, put on the customer page, sales is happy, call it a day. 
and you know seeing the other side it's harder of course a little bit because you have to think a bit more and strategize but it's so much more impactful to do it that way 100 percent. and and yeah like you said i think you know you raised a really good point about um you know thinking about that buyer journey and then making sure you know do we have the right customer video content for every stage of that buyer journey and um not having that, you know, just checking the box, one size fits all approach, which was a perfectly valid approach, you know, in, you know, yesterday's world, but that playbook just doesn't work, uh, you know, at, at, as well as like, if you want to be a high performing company in, in today's world and hit, you know, the growth targets you want to hit, like you, you can't run yesterday's playbook um, and expect to do that. Right. So so that, yeah, for me, that's it. And, and one, so one example is like, you know, ha- earlier in the, in the, the funnel and the buyer journey, maybe your customer video content, like you said, format is shorter, um, you know, LinkedIn ad, maybe it's just, uh, one of your customers talking about the problem when, you know, your prospect is, you know, problem aware, but less so- solution aware. Uh, and you know, you're actually able to kind of given a lot of evidence and implied proof from having a customer share your message. Um, but it's not a traditional testimonial. Um, it's more kind of you know, speaking to the problem and the opportunity um, still from a customer's you know, mouth. Um, so yeah, just basically thinking way beyond just the like, check the box. Here's the you know, one size fits all traditional old school yesterday's playbook of problem solution result, boom, we're done. And thinking about, you know, how can we align um, what is what buyers want, which is to hear from their peers with the realities of the buyer journey today and and how buyers want to buy, which is, you know, self-educating and really looking to verify claims. Because yes, everyone is a lot more skeptical um, and is going to do a lot more research. I mean, most buyers, they are now becoming millennials, millennials statistically do a lot more research and they want to consume like a lot more data points. And yeah, so we just have to basically embrace the reality uh, that we're, they're planning today. Yeah. And I think another thing there is kind of doing it at scale a bit more, right? Like reference calls, for example, usually an end of stage thing, cause you don't want to ask your customer to hop on a 20 minute call. It's a big ask. Um, so that's one way. And then the other way people will verify, and I do this, is I will go into a Slack group or DM someone on LinkedIn I know and say, hey, have you heard of these guys? What do you think? Are they legit? But as a vendor, like as a seller, you don't have control over that other than put out a good product, make your customers happy, which you should be doing anyways. But you know, I, I think that's kind of an interesting point there that videos, because you can do it on the demand gen side, on the sales side, it lets you do it a bit more at scale. Obviously not as personal quite as a one-to-one conversation but you never get them to that conversation and closing the deal unless you take kind of the steps before is the way i think about it i 100 percent agree and yeah it's like you said and coming back to like the that shift from the late stage evidence world of you know the reference call to that you know full journey proof if you don't have that you know that proof at the beginning of the buyer journey, you know, in the middle, you're never going to get them to the end. They're never going to even, you know, get there. Um, 
you know, as for, for reference calls, I think, you know, reference calls always will serve a purpose. Um, but like, as you said, if, if you're, if that's your only game plan, you're just, you're, you're never going to get to a point where you have the need for so many reference calls because things are, you know, customers are going to drop off early. Um, and then also, you know, reference burnout is a real thing like for everyone. Um, and so it's in all of our, you know, best interest to use our references as sparingly as possible and really treat them like gold. And in my opinion, like if you are, um, like I could probably count the number of reference calls we've ever had to do in the history of our company on, on both hands. Um, and like in terms of our buyers, like I, there's probably like seven, eight customers of ours that, you know, over, you know, the 400 or so customers that we've had, um, you know, that, that required a reference call because we drink around champagne and have those customer videos. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the reality is like, uh, with some exceptions with, you know, maybe a crazy, you know, enterprise, you know, sale, like sure there's exceptions, but like, um, you know, you, you shouldn't, if you have the right, you know, customer stores on video and they are actually strategic, uh, which by the way, strategic, you know, means, um, you know, they're done at the appropriate quality. Um, they're authentic. Um, they, it doesn't, you know, just mean like, you know, where they're in the funnel. It's like, you also have to think about the, the, the other things as well. You know, if, if you have those things, then you shouldn't have to do as many reference calls and you should, you know, you should just have, you should be able to essentially deflect or just have no need for um, reference calls to the degree that you might've had before. For sure. And I think one point kind of drill in there on the strategic side as well is having the right content, like we said, and there's an art and a skill set there of asking the right questions. And I've mentioned this to people before. I've hosted probably about a hundred podcast episodes over a couple podcasts. If I go back to my first one, it is painful and really difficult to listen to because I sucked at asking questions. You know, it's awkward. So I think that as well, thinking of the right questions, having an experienced person to ask those questions and know when to drill and know what story you're trying to get is often, often underlooked. And like, we see that with software where you can send out basically a survey and they record it. You see it with kind of quick zoom calls. Um, so that's kind of the art of it, in my opinion, that is maybe neglected or forgotten, but without it, you end up with really a pretty vanilla, pretty bland testimonial that just says, yeah, I would recommend these guys. That's great. And, and you miss all the meat is kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, definitely. And, 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 you know, sometimes any video is better than nothing sometimes, but, uh, on the other hand, I mean, you know, as the saying goes, you, you can, you know, pizza is great, but you can make a pizza so cheap that no one wants to eat it as well. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I, I will say, I think like, you know, one thing that, you know, people might ask is like, well, why not? Okay. I, I hear you, Sam, like, let's, let's think about, you know, I, we agree on the self-serve buyer stuff. We agree on full journey proof. Why not just put, you know, more shorter form case studies, you know, earlier in the buyer journey, um, like why video essentially. Right. Um, and you know, there's, there's a couple of things, um, you know, what, one of them being, you know, in general, like there's just so much pa more power to someone's someone putting their their name in their face and like on camera for you um 
you know, you get uh, just a truthiness and a proof that you're never going to get from like a written quote. Uh, because we all know, like, now it's like sometimes people just like, Hey, can you sign off on this quote? You know, great. Like, sure. Like they like it, but like, is that exactly what they said or got massaged by legal? So, you know, basically like there's the value of the trust value, um, of having, you know, an actual person on camera and not, it, uh, closes way more of a trust gap. Secondly, engagement on social and other platforms, right? More and more, you know, we are seeing that, it's, you know, video and short form video is, you know, what has exploded on social and um, that's what people want to watch. It's very easy. You know, we as marketers want and need to be creating thumb stopping short form video content for, you know, for these platforms. And again, you know, thumb stopping because we're, cons we're consuming it on mobile. So, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm certainly, I'm for social proof in all forms you know, written as well. However, you know, I like to do what I think works the best and is most aligned to the macro trends and, you know, what people want. And that to me is, you know, generally video first, leading with video. Yeah. And I think an interesting point there is the short form side as well. And I think this applies to written as well as video that, you know, if you throw a case study up um, as a demand gen ad on LinkedIn, kind of a big ask unless you lead with a killer quote and it is you know a giant company name maybe it's interesting enough but that's just you know i've opened up case studies and see oh there's a thousand words here i don't have time for that yeah um, so i think the short form part is key as well and i i still do see a place and we're like we use written quote parts from our videos occasionally right like yeah. just to have an additional ad channel we'll pull out the old, old quote but i think the short form part's key um, and then the other part i want to talk about because we talked about you know, coming up with a strategy, who you're going to reach out to, where the trust gaps are that you need to fill, um, how you're going to use the videos, where they're going to live. I think the other part that our customers ask us about a lot, um, and I have a few ideas here as well, is actually getting your customers to say yes and how to do that reach out, knowing when to reach out, um, triggers to tie it to. So I, I have a few tips there, but kind of want to get your thoughts there on people who say that's great, but, you know, I'm having a tough time getting my customers. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. You know, it's been a little while since I've been in the trenches with it, but I, I, I would say like, it's so, it's very situational, you know, to different companies. And often, um, I, I do think that, you know, the answer is like, well, how hard are you, you really trying? And like, are you going about this the right way? And or are you sort of like half-assing it sort of and like accidentally, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, have you, ha have you done all the best practices? Have you brought in, you know, your, you know, other stakeholders and you know, customer success? Have you, you know, communicated with customer success why this is important? Cause they, you know, want to protect their customer relationships as well. Um, you know, have you considered maybe a, a, a spiff for, for the sales team? Um, and, um, and yeah, basically, um, at the end of the day, I think, you know, it is, you know, it, it's like, there's certainly reasons why, you know, it can be challenging in certain industries are just like strictly, yeah. you know, just realities it's, it's going to be harder. Um, you know, and also 
if you're going after getting a case study or in a video testimonial from a really larger Fortune 500 company, yeah, it's, it's always going to be harder. Uh, but outside of those kind of like, you know, legal, um, you know, approvals and all of those things, which they're often um, no silver bullets for. However, you know, they can often be very like relationship driven. So it's like if you're running into those things, it's like, can you get your, your, your you know, VP or, you know, CXO to, to, to hop in and just ask the favor, right? And, you know, so it's so, so, so that's one thing. But, um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's, a, and I know because I've, I've been here, like it's a complexity thing, you know, and complexity is, is hard. It's a, it's a project to manage. Uh, and that's why that's one of the things that we want to help with. And actually, you know, we've talked about this, like taking on that, that identification and, you know, asking for customers because it, it's a, it's a, it's a complex thing to just, you know, identify the customers first you know, ask them, you know, in the right way, follow up with them. Um, I will also say that, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, we always try to make it a win-win for the customer and, you know, feature them, share their story, make them the hero. And, you know, I don't, I typically like to advise people, like don't overwhelm people, uh, you know, in the, in the first, you know, reach out. So like if you're sending an email, you know, don't, you know, kind of like any sort of, you know, sales situation, you're not going to, you don't hit them with like seven paragraphs of information. If you, if you don't know if they're interested yet, you know, start with like something a lot much more casual and just, you know, fill it out and like, Hey, you know, um, I know that you mentioned you're having a, a ton of success with X, Y, and Z, you know, you know, we'd love to help hold you up as an example of, you know, a pillar in our customer base of like customers who are, you know, doing, you know, best practices in this area. Um, would you be open to uh, sharing a little bit of your experience, um, you know, on video? Um, you have a chance to approve everything after, uh, of course, and we wouldn't, you know, share anything without your approval. If, if that sounds interesting, you know, I can share more info. And by the way, it would only take, you know, 45 minutes of your time max. That might even be a, a too much, like you can even shorten that. But the idea is like, you know, don't make it too intimidating on the ask. Address a couple of the objections they might have or the questions they might have, like, will I get a chance to approve it before it's finalized? And how long will it take? Um, and, you know, then uh, also remind them like the value that they can get out of it. Uh, we're going to promote this to all of our social and, you know, within, you know, in this industry and, you know, um, so yeah, that, that, that's basically my, you know, thoughts there. Um, and, um, but yeah, I, I do recognize that every situation is a little bit different. Every industry is a little different. So it does need a little bit of a, a nuance and, and custom touch. A hundred percent, especially on the messaging side. I think the other part I would add is anytime you can system systematize it at, three different stages in my mind. So when they're about to sign the contract midway, when they're having a good experience and then upon renewal, it just makes life easier. Um, it's a similar strategy if you need G2 reviews, right? If you're going to CS and asking them, who can I reach out to this month? The project's not going to go anywhere. If you trigger it off an NPS and that alerts you, and then you can do the ask, you have a process, you have a system. So that'd be my recommendation on the early stage. Um, we have some customers who do this as well. We do it a little bit where 
either they get a bit of a price break or a discount, or they get, you know, in a customer's case, maybe a month free or some added service in exchange for giving a testimonial upon, you know, their satisfaction. That way you get the buy-in initially of a process. The other one I would suggest is kind of midway with NPS, CSAT. You don't have to ask everyone for a testimonial video because um, there's kind of different levels of customer, right? How involved they are in the product size, but you can use that to trigger all sorts of advocacy. And then the final one I would say is upon renewal. Like if they're happy, they're renewing, they likely have a story to tell. They've been with you at least a year. You know, they're in a good place, assuming there wasn't a lot of price haggling and no conflict there. But yeah, I would just say systematize, use the messaging you mentioned. And, you know, that combo of those two should be able to get you some customers in most industries. A hundred percent. And that, that's a great point with the building it into, you know, um, a contract potentially as a potential marketing activity yeah. in exchange, you know, for if there needs to be some trading in the negotiation process. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of people or some people maybe feel wary about that because they think that, oh, like, it, you know, it, it feels like a, a forced thing or something. But the reality is like, you're never actually going to collect on that video testimonial unless the customer is truly happy. Totally. Yeah. And so it's kind of a, a non-issue. You're really the, the the value of build pre-building those in is just, as you said, Dustin, getting the conversation started. Um, so you can reference it, you know, in the future and and like, hey, remember when we we talked about this? Would you still be open to do that? Like I I never assume even I never ever assume even if they signed a and in the contract that they would, that they still will. I always take the approach of, would you still be open to do that? Because, you know, I, I would, you know, we would never want to, we would want, would never want to get a, a testimonial from a customer uh, who wasn't, you know, didn't love our service and nor would they want to give us one. So yeah, I think uh, that that's, that's the way to do it in, in those cases. Yeah. It's the expectation setting and just the reciprocity of yeah. getting that out at the front. Exactly. So, Sam, I know we could talk all day about, video testimonials, et cetera, but I'm going to try to keep the episode on time here. So I'm going to wrap it up. But if, you know, our listeners want to learn more, connect with you, where should they go? Absolutely. Yeah. This was a blast, Dustin. Uh, find me on LinkedIn, uh, Sam Shepler on LinkedIn, um, sharing, you know, tidbits around customer videos, video testimonials and, um, everything like that, you know, definitely encourage anyone to connect with me. Um, and yeah, shoot me a message if you have any questions. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for joining me on this episode. So my key takeaway here really is that concept of late stage peer evidence not being enough anymore. Uh, it used to be, you know, a reference call, case study. That was kind of to seal the deal. It was a checkbox at the end. Pretty hard to fail at that point the decision was made. Nowadays, people are seeking out proof earlier than ever. Uh, and especially with, you know, how the economy is right now and how difficult it is to close deals and how sales cycles are longer. If you don't have the right peer evidence at the right time, deals just won't even get off the ground and get going for you. So that's all for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review and go subscribe. And we'll be back every Tuesday for a new episode.